congregation of the Lord. Then brought he me the way of the north gate before the house, and I looked, and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord, and I fell upon my face. And the Lord said unto me, Son of man, mark well, and behold with thine eyes, and hear with thine ears all that I say unto thee concerning all the ordinance of the house of the Lord, and all the laws thereof, and mark well the entering in of the house with every going forth of the sanctuary. In this country and throughout the world, I have seen it grow increasingly more and more just commonality to Enter into the so-called house of the Lord. Enter in any way that you want. Come any way that you want. Come as you are and let Jesus make the change. Is the is uh, is their that's their attitude toward it. That's their that's their uh, uh, conception of it. I mean that's their that's their uh, idea of how it works. But that's not how it works. The Lord here was specifically telling Ezekiel to look closely and carefully, carefully, even after he had fallen upon his face when the glory of the Lord filled the house, and he said, Son of man, mark well. What does that mean? He said, yeah, pay attention, mark it well, remember what you, what you hear today. Remember what it is I'm about to tell you. Because this is not a suggestion. This is a law. This is how you will enter in to my house. And this is how you will go forth from my house. There is a specific set of rules and regulations and laws and commandments that absolutely, uh, that absolutely declare how you are to enter in and how you are to go forth from the sanctuary of God. It's not something that you take lightly. It's not something that you approach complacently. This is something you need to pay very close attention to and abide very carefully by every law and ordinance of the house of the living God. This world has made the house of God no more than a social club a meeting place for people to rub elbows with people that call themselves Christians or people that call themselves whatever they want to call themselves. It's not a place of holiness, not a place of righteousness. It's not a place of stringent uh, uh, laws or regulations or commandments. It's not a place of any rules or regulations. Just come as you are. Jesus has done it all, and his, his sacrifice he made is sufficient to cover everything that not only you've done, but anything that you'll do in the future. So live and let live, man, and just, you know, have faith. That's all you need, just to have faith. Just believe that God is, uh, just believe that God has done it all and that the price he paid is sufficient to do whatever needs to be done to make you ready to meet him. 
You don't have anything you have to do. There's nothing that you need to be worried about. There's nothing you need to be afraid of. We're all going to heaven. We're all going to, you know, we're all going to be home with him at one day if you just believe that he's real. That's all you have to do to believe. Let me tell you something. Everybody that's ever died believes he's real. Everyone that's ever died absolutely knows he's real. There's no question about it. They met him. But uh, the problem is uh, they believed a little too late. Now, so, mark well. He said, mark them well. You need to take this to heart. You need to really take note of what, of what I'm about to tell you, he says. Mark well and behold with thine eyes. I need you to see it and hear with your ears all that I say unto thee concerning all. Everybody say all. The ordinances of the house of the Lord, and all the laws, all the laws thereof. There, listen, this ain't no place of lawlessness. This is the Supreme Court of all Supreme Courts right here. There is one justice, and he will not be moved out of his position. Mark well the end. He said, and in, in the house of the Lord, and all the laws thereof, and mark well the entering in of the house with every going forth of the sanctuary. What's he talking about there? Mark well the entering in of the house. Well, not only that, but let me tell you something, and that's part of it. But you got to understand, and and this is where a lot of people this is where a lot of people miss it right off the bat. A lot of people miss it right off the bat because they come in here, and and people when they come into the church, their idea is that well, you know, you shouldn't be so rough on somebody when they walk into the house, man. You need to give them a year or two to kind of get a. You know, you need to give them a little time to really get adjusted to what it is. But that ain't what this word right here says. Mark well the entering into the house, all the laws of the house. You need to understand, this ain't a place where you come in with what you, with all your garbage out here. You don't bring that crap in the house of God. You don't bring that mess into the house of God. You come in here, you leave that outside. You don't bring, you don't bring cigarettes in here in your shirt pocket. You don't bring dip in your back pocket. You don't bring chewing tobacco in your pocket. That ain't allowed in the house of God. This is a holy place. Amen. Even the, let me tell you something. Moses was the meekest man alive, as God said. And when he came up on the mountain, God himself, even outside, said, remove thy shoes from off of thy feet. Why? Because where I am, honey, this is holy ground right here. Get them shoes off. Don't you bring your shoes into my house. At that time, the Lord's house was wheresoever he was. And Moses was standing in the presence of a holy God. And even your shoes on your feet wasn't allowed in his presence. Yeah. So God said, right here, mark well the entering into the house. When you come into the house of the Lord, all that other mess has to stay out there. You're not bringing that up in here. Oh, well, I didn't know. Just like that woman's home. I didn't mean to throw her out that night, but I was telling her you can't have that in here. Well, she got, she took offense to that. 
I said, sister, you can't have that in here. Oh, well, my goodness, I guess you can, you know. Uh, well, no, that ain't going to, that sure ain't going to work right there. Now, the coffee's bad enough, but that mouth, that's going out the door, you know. Yeah, the mouth drinking that coffee now is the problem. The coffee, you, yeah, you can put the coffee out in the dumpster, but take that mouth out the gate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. So, and, and, you know, and, and then talking smack about Brother Quick, you know, and all that kind of, No, you ain't going to come in here talking that garbage, you idiot. You know, what's the matter with you? But you don't, that stuff's not allowed in the house of God. You know, you're not coming up in here like that. Listen, we had people that came to this church, and they starting to come pretty good. They starting to get a hold pretty good. And they were coming with the uh, uh, the hoys, and, and they were coming, and, uh, and you know, they were coming good, and, and had a young boy coming about the age of uh, Jeremiah and them, Noah. And when he come in shorts that day? Were you here? And I said, no, 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 son. Who said that? Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, you after you've learned a lot. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, Who was that? Oh yeah, when they was out there trying to case the parking lot that time. Yeah, that was just a sham right there. That was a, that was a scam right there. Anyway, but uh, he was trying to keep us occupied in here while his buddy went ram ramsack the cars and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, but uh, but that guy, oh, you put a stop to that. That knocked him. Yeah, they were gone. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I said, yeah, man, you know, our bouncer in this church is quick. Yeah, really? How quick is he? I wouldn't, I wouldn't test him to find out. He's pretty quick. Amen. Yep. Huh? They backed out, yeah, instead of turning around. Yeah, because no front last place. But you know what? That boy come in here, and I said, uh-uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh-uh. No, 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 uh, you can't come in here like that. Mm-mm. No, 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 you ain't wearing them shorts in here. Oh, well, he doesn't have any shorts on. And then somebody stood up, and I said, well, you can't come in here like that. You know, I said, we can find you some pants to put on somewhere. But no, you can't come. No, that don't work. It don't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the boys gave him some pants. Did what, didn't mean nothing ugly about it, but you're not coming to the house of God. Somebody's got to stand up and keep this place holy. Somebody's got to hold the line. You know, if if I didn't hold the line like I hold the line in here, we'd be just like every other church on the planet, and you'd be okay with that because you would have be dis- you've been desensitized to it, just like everybody else is. But somebody has got to hold the line. Somebody held the line, or you wouldn't have the word like you have it now. I'm not the first one that held that line. That's why the King James 1611 Version Bible is still in existence. It's because somebody held the line. No. No. Well, you can now. I bet you can go in a lot of courthouses. Well, you sure ain't coming in here like that. Because this ain't no, this ain't no, this ain't no, uh, uh, Judges that can be bribed or hired or anything else. This is God. And he was pretty clear on it right here. And this is the same God that was in yesterday, today, and forever. The one that said, I am the Lord. I change not. See, he didn't change. He ain't changed. Man has changed. I mean, 
enormously changed. But the God of this book here hadn't changed. And if you notice, he wrote all this. It's been written a long, long time. Yeah, oh yeah, and it's settled. It's settled. He didn't need, he didn't need Job or anybody else when he hung the stars. and He didn't need them. And he didn't, hey, listen, you go ahead and go on out there and try to take hold of Leviathan and convince him to do what you want him to do. Who takes Leviathan up and tells him he's going to do this or this? See, ain't nobody seen Leviathan yet, but I guarantee you he's down there. He's here on this earth. Leviathan is here. Amen. Because the Bible didn't declare he's gone. Now, so, mark well the entering into the house. That means there are rules and regulations even when you come in here. There are things that, listen, I don't expect you to know the Bible forwards and backwards and all that kind of stuff. I don't expect all of it, never have expected all of you to, to know what I know in this book when you came in here. You didn't and you don't. And, and uh, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, you never will because I'm studying just like you're studying every day. Amen. And I'm always finding new little nuggets. And praise God, hopefully you're doing the same thing. And, and that's the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to continue moving forward. So if you catch me, I'm not doing my job, you see. So hopefully that's the way it'll always be, praise God, until I breathe and draw my last breath. So I don't expect you to know everything right off the bat, but I do expect you to know to more, more next week than you knew this week. I do expect you to know more this year than you did last year. Amen. And I do expect that there are, but there's still certain things that are absolutely not accepted. Period. Not accepted. You cannot come in this house and do certain things. You have to know the entering in of the house. And that is my job, and it's your job as well if you're bringing somebody to this church. And I know that you do. Now, if you was taking somebody to another church, you wouldn't sit down and say, Now, listen, pal. And I know it's different here because we're different here. See, now, I know you wouldn't sit them down and say, Listen, friend. I just want to tell you, now, about church Sunday. Now, you're going to come go with us for the first time, but I, you know, I want you to know that, uh, you know, you, 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 certain things you're not going to be able to do here. And, and the preacher, that you're going to have to take this with not a grain of salt. You need to bring a salt shaker with you because you're going to need quite a bit of salt, and you're going to need to just kind of, you're going to need to just kind of don't get, don't, don't get out in the aisle because he spends a lot of time there. And just, you know, just take it all with a grain of salt. You're going to be all right, man. I got this. We're going to get out of there, so don't don't be afraid, you know. But see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> praise God. Let me tell you what. If there was more of that going on, there'd be a whole lot better churches in America today. Now I'm not talking about the tyrant we listened to on the on the on the uh, YouTube or whatever it was, where that preacher was coming out and just talking bad smack to everybody in the building. You know that's ridiculous. But uh, no, he said I'll just leave and this and I'm you know uh, whatever. I, you know, he was just being a he was being a tyrant. But you know, and somebody's been, that don't equate me with that guy because he's not following Bible. I'm following Bible. You know, and that's what I stand upon. And and I, buddy, I do get, uh, you know me, I, I do, I, I do uh, get a little intense sometimes about this word right here because there's nobody else doing it. That you know, when I'm preaching, sometimes you, you have to understand when I'm preaching, I'm preaching from in here, man. I'm preaching, I'm preaching how I feel it, and I can feel 
when I'm preaching, sometimes I can feel the disdain of God when I'm preaching this Word. I'm preaching under the unction of the Holy Ghost. And when I'm standing here and I'm shouting and I'm jumping and I'm hollering and I'm screaming, it's not at you. Man, I'm, 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 I'm preaching what I'm feeling and I'm feeling in the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. If you think the Holy Ghost don't get mad, buddy, if you think that the, that the Spirit of God don't have anger, where do you think we got anger from? It came from God. Buddy, you don't want to make Him mad. Amen. And, uh, man, if you think God don't get mad, look what He did at that temple. Jesus stole him out of the temple, son. There was a, there's a time to get busy. Amen. And when I'm talking about the Word of God, and I'm trying to, and I'm trying to preach the Word of God, man, and there's anything that comes contrary to it, man, I take offense to that. Amen. I've got to straighten that out. Amen. So it's, listen, if we don't tell these people, if we don't give them the laws of the house, and mark well, to ourselves and give it to them the entering in of the house and every going forth of the sanctuary. Let's talk about that as well. What does that mean? Every going forth of the sanctuary. Somebody help me out. We're not in no big hurry. Let's just help me out tonight. We're, we're going to, this may take a t- you know, day or two to get through this, but we're not going to rush it because I want to cover it. This is important stuff, folks. Very important stuff, you know. So what does it mean, the going forth? Uh, 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 mark well the entering into the house. So we mark that well to ourselves. We need to etch that into our minds, what, you know, what's acceptable. How, can you, how do you need to conduct yourselves when you're entering into the house of God? Well, first of all, you do your best. You don't come in here slacking. You come in here and realize you're in the presence of the Almighty God, the Supreme Judge. As you said, you might go... Everywhere else you go in some ragged clothes. But when you come to the courthouse, son, you better put on your best clothes. You better be clean cut, clean shaven, and look good, buddy, because your life depends on it. What happens next is in your hands a whole lot of the time. And when you come in there like flip-flops and tank top, yeah, walking like, yeah, what up, man? You know, tattoos all over your face and you got your hair up, all kind of crazy-eyed, man, to come in there and look like you're going to some beach club, you know. Yeah, what up, Jay? You know. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye, man. Hate it for you. That's bad enough. But you ain't in the court of a man. You're in the house of God. A holy God. And when you come in this place, let me tell you something, folks. I'm in charge of this place. God put this place in my charge. And if I don't do my job... He don't hold them accountable. He holds me accountable because I'm the one in charge. He said, yeah, they may die, but their blood will I require at thy hand. Amen. Because I knew better. They didn't. It's my job to teach them what is and what is not acceptable. And if I don't teach them that, let me tell you something. If I smooth around and say, well, my goodness, now, it's okay, my goodness, now, we'll just take your time. Now, listen, if you feel like it the next time... Why, you might want to do this or that. You know, just somebody do this, no, but take your time now. It's okay. You don't have to do it next time, but maybe this time, maybe the next time you might want to come in, right, and, you know, if you, if you feel like it. But we don't have to or nothing. I just want to, you know, just want to say, if you feel like it. But then if I come over and say, look, man, I'll tell you what, I, I love you, brother, but don't ever come back in here dressed like that. See what I mean? No, you ain't coming in here like that. Now, you know, I mean, I'm not going to run you home tonight because you ain't shorts. But don't come back in here 
dressed like you're going to the beach club, okay? Yeah, don't come in here dressed like you're going to the bar, all right? Because this ain't no nightclub. This is the house of God, okay? Don't come in here with your pink and purple hairdo and your little mohawk and your little, you know, your earrings holding your eyelid chain coming from, from your eyelid to your nose and running off in your shirt when you're going down that road, okay? So, <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Anyway, so, but when you, when, you, when you come at it like that and say, listen, that's not acceptable. And then I don't just stop there. You've never seen me do that. You've never seen me leave somebody hanging. They must say, that's not acceptable. And then you just walk off and they're like, well. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Somebody give me a tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be warm and fed. You know what? I've always took the time to say, listen, you don't do that here. Let me tell you why. Here's what the Word says about it. Here's what God says about it. Here's the reason God said it about it. Listen, if you can do more for common man, which is wicked and sinful, whose heart is desperately wicked, if you can do more to honor them, then you are the God of all creation, a holy God that has never sinned, neither can he sin, neither can he be tempted with sin, a holy and a pure God, a righteous God, who created you and breathed the very breath of life into your nostrils. Buddy, you should be able to do a hundred times more. If you are wearing the best or saving the best clothes you have for your job, or for some kind of worldly function, buddy, you have some, you have some, uh, uh, you have some uh, rethinking to do. Now, so what are we talking about? Mark well the entering into the house. We talked about that with every going forth of the sanctuary. Let's talk about that, Sister Rosie. She's going to explain all that to us right now with every going forth of the sanctuary. You promise you're going to tell us what's going on right now? Okay. Sister Tara wants to help me out. I can see that. Oh, 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 pick me, pick me. It's what? And there you have it. It's just where there you have it. No. Just quick, you want to add to that? Okay, listen. Exactly what you were saying, exactly. And she just she just helped you to, to, to nail that home. That's exactly right. You need to mark well your going forth of the sanctuary. When you leave here, you can't be one way in here and another way out there. 
Because let me tell you something. That means nothing to God. That angers God. Listen, be what you are in the house of God. Be the same thing out there, if not more so. Exactly. Just like a hypocrite. Hypocrites, I mean, it, it, yeah. And, and that's exactly what Jesus was always on the Pharisees about. You claim to be of the Word. You claim to be following the letter of the law, but you're hypocrites. You're taking briberies around the corner. On every corner, you're taking briberies. You're being paid to do this and this. You go along and you have these long speeches and these long rehearsed prayers. When you're not praying to me, you're praying to be heard. You're not even praying to me. You're praying so somebody can hear your eloquence and your speech and prayers that you've rehearsed. You're not even talking to me because you know I don't listen to that garbage that you're speaking. Sitting over putting yourself on a pedestal, how great you are. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not as this publican. I fast often, I, I do, and, you know, and pay tithes of all I have. Fast twice a week, and I pay tithes of all that I have, and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and God said, man, the, 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 I, I verily I tell thee that the, the publican went away justified. Amen. The publican who went knelt down, he wouldn't even lift his face up toward God. And he smote himself in the chest and said, Forgive me, Lord, a sinner. Amen. That's what God's looking for. Not this highfalutin, high and mighty, hey, look at me, who I am, and all that kind of stuff. That goes nowhere with God. Amen. So we need to be very careful. The Lord was telling Ezekiel here, hey, you mark well the entering in, because we're fixing to get into that here in just a minute. He said, you listen carefully to me, partner, because we're going to go through a lot of stuff with this right here. So you're just setting the stage for it. He said, buddy, you mark well with the things I'm fixing to tell you. You mark them well. Everything that I tell you about all the laws and all the ordinances of the house. You mark well the entering in of the house, what you what's required to enter into this place, what's allowed into this house, and the things that are not. And you mark well the going forth, what's going to happen when you come into this sanctuary, become a part of this sanctuary, become part of the kingdom of God, and when you leave out of here, what I expect. If you're going to be a part of this, you're going to conduct yourself according to every law, all the laws, all the ordinances of this house, because you represent me. When you leave out of here. Everybody with me so far? Alright. And thou shalt say to the rebellious. Now, thank God we don't know anybody like that in the world. Even to the house of Israel. How many people? How many people do we know? Even in other churches. That call themselves in our ranks that call themselves by the name of Jesus, that are rebellious. And rebellion, we know, is, is a sin of witchcraft. Even to the house of Israel, that was the church. He said, look, this is what you're going to say to them. Thus saith the Lord God. Now, you need to understand. See, that's why I always say the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says. You're not ever going to hear me. This is what I say. This is what i got to say about it. No, no, no. No, it's the Bible says, the Bible says, that's exactly the same thing as saying, thus saith the Lord. Because I want you to clearly understand, it ain't me telling you this. You got a problem with what I'm telling you, you're going to have to take it up with somebody higher than me. You just may as well go straight to the source. His name is Jesus. Take it up with him because I got it from him. 
He gave me His Word in His mouth, and I'm giving you warning from Him. So if you've got any problem with that, don't take it up with me. Take it up with the, with, with the one who wrote it. Because I'm coming from this is His Word, not my Word. Now, if you want to come to me, I'll explain it to you the best I can. If beyond that, you're going to have to take it right to the source. And there he is. Thus saith the Lord God, O ye house of Israel, let it suffice you of all your abominations. He said, that is enough. Let it suffice you of all your abominations. It's, that's, that's far enough. Let that be enough. In that ye have brought into my sanctuary strangers, uncircumcised in heart, notice that's first, and uncircumcised in flesh, which in that time was, was the, 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 the covenant. Yeah, it was the token of the covenant. And he said, that's first. He said, let this abomination that you've been doing, let it be enough. We've had enough of it. In that ye have brought into my sanctuary strangers. It ain't no different than letting somebody come up in here in shorts. It ain't no different than letting somebody come up in here and smoke or bring tobacco or stuff like that in the house of God. That's, that's of the world. That's of Satan. That's of man. That's not of God. You're not bringing that in here. This is the holy place. You're going to come in here, you're going to come in here for God. You're not going to come in here to put on airs. You're not going to come in here to make a showing. You're not going to come in here uh, uh, just to appease yourself and make yourself feel better about living like hell. You're not going to come in here and get your, and get your full fill of God before you go to the bar after you leave here. No, when you come in here, you're going to follow the rules and the laws of this house, and you're going to follow them when you leave here, because if I find out you haven't been, you're not coming in here no more. You're not, and you're not going to have that sticker on your vehicle, Period. Amen. Now, to be in the sanctuary, to pollute it, even my house. You see it? When ye offer my bread, the fat, and the blood, and they have broken my covenant because of all your abominations. You see that? You need to understand something here. When we come in here... This is just like the, the sanctuary used to be. It's just like the temple used to be. What's the bread? Bread's the Word of God. See that? Amen. To pollute it. The bread, the fat, and the blood, praise God. And they have broken my covenant. They have broken. Who's they? They have broken what? They have broken my covenant because of all your abominations. They're not. They're breaking the covenant. Because of you. Well, you brought them in, didn't show them. You brought them in, let them go live and let live, man. There's, there's ordinances to come. You brought in strangers that know nothing about me and taught them nothing about me. You just let them come up in here and do what they want to do. You didn't tell them you can't come in here looking like that. What's wrong with you? You can't come in here like that. You out of your mind? Well, this ain't no nightclub, man. Get yourself back out there and get you some clothes on coming into the house of God. Come in here and looking like that. You've lost your mind. He said, and they're breaking my covenant because of you. Guess who's going to pay for that? It ain't them people didn't know any better. They're like a little baby grandchild. 
but their blood's going to be on your hand. Now, that, that don't make what they did acceptable. They broke the covenant. You're out until you get it right. But the fact that it was at your hand that it happened, if they die and they go to hell, their blood's on your head. Because of all your abominations. Let me tell you something. God takes this very serious right here. God takes what we're doing very, very serious. We don't take this serious no more because we've been numb to it. We've been numbed down. We've been conditioned. Everything in the society is conditioning away from God and away from the laws of God, away from the commandments of God, away from the holiness and the righteousness and purity of God, away from the standards of God. Away from everything that has to do with anything that is good, we have been conditioned to turn away from that and towards wickedness, sinfulness, deadliness in every way. We've been conditioned to accept anything and everything. If you notice, if you watch anything on television, every commercial now will have will have every everything that is wicked. Everything. They will have men with men, women with women. They will push everything that was once not accepted in this life. They will push it all right in your face and force it in your face everywhere you look. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because they finally had it enough to where they could push it. And the Bilderbergs finally got to the point where they said, you know what, just quit trying to hide it. There ain't nothing they can do about it this time. Yeah, there's nothing they can do at this point. We've already got, we're far enough ahead now. We're, we're you know, we spent 200 years building ourselves to this point. Now, just put it out there. What are they going to do? They ain't, got, and nobody, they ain't nobody can stand against us. There's, there's $1,500 trillion, man, that, that between all of us. What are they going to do to fight us? You know, what are they going to do to fight us, man? We'll just nuke them all and start over. You know, that's what they think. They can do whatever they want to. They've got enough money to do anything. They've made their own selves. They've made themselves God. That's what they've done. But guess what's going to happen? <laughs> they're going to realize they're not God, aren't they? And ye have not kept the charge of mine holy things, but ye have set keepers of my charge in my sanctuaries for yourself. You know what? Let me tell you what. There's a many a pastor that started a church. And you know what they did? They started getting money. And then they started setting people over their flock because they were too important. We can't be there Sunday because we got to go over here and we got to make ourselves known over here and we got to go we got to go be important over here. We got to go dedicate this place over here and we got to go uh hobnob with this rich and famous person over here and you know, we're we're uh, we're the Smiths, and we got to hang out with the Joneses now. But listen, here, you go ahead now, little young preacher. I know you're not ready or anything. You have no knowledge about anything. But you go ahead, and you, you stay here. Make me proud. Make me proud now. Okay, now, all y'all stand and support him now while we're gone for the next three, four weeks. You know, come on now. Come on now. Stand up and help him out now. Support him now. And you know what? They set people in charge, he said, of mine holy things. But he's putting children, they're putting children. Even if they're 50, 70-year-old, they're still children in the Lord. They ain't got the experience. They have, they have no experience to be in charge of those kinds of things. Those kinds of things come with full growth. 
full maturity, praise God, doesn't have nothing to do with your age. It's how long and how well rounded, how, how well educated are you in the Word and how strong are you in that Word, praise God. If you're of strong meat, praise God, you need to be the one doing the teaching. You don't need youngsters coming doing the teaching. And if you have a pulpit, let me tell you something, I don't let people in my pulpit. I've done that before, and I spent more time correcting what they did wrong. I don't do it no more, period, because it's just not worth it to me. I'm going to hold, I'm going to be held accountable one day for everything come over that pulpit. And buddy, it's going to be on me. It's going to be on me. That's why I hold so tightly the reins to that pulpit. Amen. Because God put me in that pulpit and until He takes me out of it, I ain't messing that up. Amen. Now, And every one of you know who it's going to be. You don't have to come in this church wondering what you're fixing to hear. It's going to be some crazy thing. You don't have to wonder. Let me tell you something. You're going to hear the same thing you come in here every time. You're going to hear the Bible. You're going to hear the King James Bible. You're going to hear truth. And you're going to know what you heard when you left here. You're not going to want to go around scratching your head going, Gosh, I wonder what that meant. What? Right. Well, you know, even, even when it's being preached, you, you know, you sit there and think, you can be in church and not at church. Or you can be at church and not in church. You know, how many times have you sat in churches and you, you ain't never more gift? Somebody asked you, what was the message on? Uh, what was that message on? No, yeah, you know, no matter where you're at, you're going to know what the message is on this in this church. Yeah. You're going to hear it. Amen. And, and not only that, but, yeah, you're, you're going to know it. And you're going to know exactly why I said it. And you're going to know what I meant when I said it. Amen. And that's how it's supposed to be. You, this is what we're here for, is to learn the Word of God. Yeah. Now, he said, but ye have set keepers of my charge in my sanctuary for yourselves. So I gave you something to do, and you delegated it off to somebody else, like... <laughs> Who are you to hand off what I'm giving you to do to somebody else? You ain't got the authority to be delegating my word to somebody else. You know, he said, you've set keepers of my charge in my sanctuary for yourselves. Thus saith the Lord God, no stranger. Now, notice right here, he did, did, he, did he get, now, maybe if you kind of feel like, well, you know, if you feel like it, well, you know. Did it, did it sound like he was tiptoeing through the tulips and dancing around the, the subject? He said, no stranger, uncircumcised in heart, nor uncircumcised in flesh, because that was the covenant, that was the token of the covenant, shall enter into my sanctuary of any stranger that is among the children of Israel. He said, I don't care who you are. You ain't coming in my house like that. First of all, if you're coming in here, you're going to get in covenant with me. And if you're coming in here, you're going to have the heart to get in covenant with me. You're going to have your mind already set that this is what you're looking for. Because before somebody comes to this church, 
they need to understand this ain't just any church right here. Yeah. This is real church right here. And there's a place called real church, but it ain't real church. This is real church right here. And you need to make sure before you come to this church with me that this is what you want. Because I'm going to tell you what this is. This is the real deal right here. This ain't no playtime. Playtime's over. When you get to this church, playtime is over. It's time to get serious. It's time to get real. Amen. And when you come in here, man, you know, we're going to have a good time and all that. Probably better time you've ever had in church. But let me tell you something. When it gets time to get serious, it's going to get real serious real quick. And there's going to be things said, man, that you may not ever heard before in your life. But I guarantee you, he's going to back it with Bible. And you're going to know exactly what he was talking about and exactly what he said and exactly what he meant and exactly why he said it when you do leave. But you need to make up your mind because if you ain't ready for this, you ain't going to want this. You better be ready for this. So that's being uncircumcised in heart. If they're not ready for this, they're not circumcised in heart. You need to have that heart laid bare. You need to have your mind ready to receive this. You need to have your mind set that you're ready for change. Because if you ain't ready for change, you can keep the change and, and get on down the street with it. Because there's going to be change if you come in here, hence the name change of life. Well, that's what God expects, and this is what he's declaring right now. If you ain't ready for change, if you don't have a heart, a heart for change, you're not coming. He said, you will not come into my sanctuary. You will not, none shall enter into my sanctuary. He declared it. That tells me you have my law. Stand on it. I have declared what is acceptable, what is not acceptable, and you better enforce it because I put you in charge. So when somebody comes in here in shorts, it ain't no time for no... Listen, man, I really prefer that, you know, next time you come that you wouldn't. No, it's I, no, no, you ain't coming in here like that. Back out the door. Come on, back out. You can't come in here like that. This ain't no beach club. We ain't going to the beach club. Somebody say something, we're going to a surfing competition? What's going on? What, you know, we ain't even got a pond around here with water in it. Were you going to surf something? What are you fixing to do, man? Yeah. Yeah, we ain't had no, we ain't had no, uh, we ain't had no ocean water around here in a while, son. It's been probably three or four hundred years, you know. So, yeah. Now, of any stranger that's among the children of Israel. Amen. Is that far? Is that it? On that one? Oh, okay, yeah. And then verse 23. And they shall teach my people. They shall teach my people the difference between the holy and profane. Now, I want everybody to look, look at the one next to you. And say, you're it. What is it? What is it, Sister Erica? You're it. What is it? What is it? You're it, Brother Quick. What is it? No, no, no. You're the they. You're the they. You're the one that shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the profane. 
Brother Quick, let me ask you something. We kind of we kind of went very quickly over this here this afternoon when we got a chance to sit down, and I really enjoyed that, by the way. It's been a while since we've had a good time to sit down and talk. But remember, brother, let me ask you a question. Who's going to teach your children the real difference between the holy and the profane? Who's going to teach them that? Sister Quick? Who's going to teach Emily the difference between the holy and profane? And cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean? Who's going to teach them? See why can't nothing happen to you? You can't let something happen to you some foreign land. Can't happen. Because, man... They're done. Somebody's got to be in their life that can bring a difference, bring change to their life. Even if you don't see it in your lifetime, God forbid. But you've got to keep it in their face. You've got to engrave it in their hearts and minds and not ever stray from it not one time and if you ever have you need to make that breach right and say let me tell you something i was wrong this is right and you need to you need to write this in your heart you need to keep this and i'm never going to change on it you need to know no matter whatever happens to me or your mama whatever happens to us you better know this is right you better investigate it. You better read it. You better study it. You better seek God on this. It is right. It is the difference between making heaven or going to hell. It is the difference. And there's nobody that's going to give them what they need to discern between unclean and the clean and to know the difference between the holy and profane. Uh, profane. Who's there to do that? This is what God commands. This is why the stringence and the strictness of God in His Word and His rules and regulations, ordinances and the commandments and the laws of His house must be kept. Because it means the difference where you're going to spend eternity. I don't know other churches. All I know is what I see in here. That's it. Because I don't go to any of them. I haven't been to none of them. But I do know this. I know what's going on in this church. And I do know this people know the truth. Can you see how much of a difference there is in this church and other churches? It's a big difference, isn't it? You know what the difference is? It's the same difference between holiness and unholiness and profane. It's the difference between clean and unclean. Whatsoever is not clean, it's unclean. Yeah, there's no, there's no gray area. Whatsoever is not righteousness... Is it unrighteousness? Yeah. No, no gray, none. Yeah. Whatsoever's not in is out. Missed it is missed it. 
you can miss it by this much or by a trillion miles. Missed it is missed it. Remember, there were ten virgins. They were all virgins. And they all had the Holy Ghost. But some of them were not sitting on ready and rocking on go. Some of them grew complacent. And they didn't have themselves prayed up and stayed up. They just were living on the Holy Ghost that they had. Who knows? Maybe they hadn't been in church. Maybe they hadn't been in church in a while. Maybe they hadn't exercised the Holy Ghost in a while. Maybe they haven't sought God. Maybe they haven't been praying and fasting like they should. But there were five that were wise, that were looking for His coming. And not only did they have oil uh, in their lamps, but they carried oil with them. They had enough Holy Ghost to last them till He came. They were ready. And when He came, their lamps were trimmed, which means adorned. They were the lamp. And they had oil in their vessels with their lamps. They were trimmed and burning. Their lamps, they were the lamps. The lamp was trimmed, which means adorned. They were adorned as a bride for her groom. They were adorned and burning. They were ready. And that Holy Ghost was bright shining, and the Lord knows those that are His because there's a seal on them, folks. See? Let's go a little further. Yes. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what. Let me tell you the truth of that scenario right there. Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's what they go for. Because to them, the most important thing is to hear them speak in tongues. And they will force them to do it. They will force them to speak in tongues. And they'll get them tongue-twisted and tongue-tied and everything else to try to force somebody to speak in tongues. I don't believe in that. I have prayed for hours with people. Hours with Matt, she'll tell you. I've prayed nearly all night with some people in other churches before I became a pastor. I don't believe in doing that. You know why? Because the Word of God is not a lie. God is not a liar. He's not a liar. God does not lie. Neither son of man. He, he's, not, he's not a... Listen, God is not a liar. His Word is not a liar. Now, the Bible said, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Repent is the most important part. Repent. Because, listen, I don't care what you do. It don't do no good. When that dream that I had, that vision that was a dream that time that I told you about when I stood before the angel of the Lord, I baptized hundreds of people in my life. And there was a fellow that I baptized in a prison. And that angel cut him into pieces right before my very eyes. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't know it was him. But when I got up there and I stood right there and I, I was in my booth just like this right here. And I stood before him, and he was he was a giant man. I mean, this, he was eight foot tall, you know. And I stood before him, and he looked at me in my face and smiled. And, and, uh, and I, I looked down, and his head 
rolled out and hit my boot. There's a pile of bodies right here, cutting cutting all kinds of pieces. And his head rolled down, rolled down and hit my boot, bumped up against my boot, and it was looking right up at me. And I could see his, it was cut off right here, and I could see he had a little earring in his ear. And I could see it was him, and I recognized it as a guy that I had baptized in the prison, baptized him in Jesus' name. And he looked at me, and he looked down at him, looked at me, and said, cute earring, ain't it? Just like that. He said, cute earring, ain't it? I looked at him, and he said, uh, Betty? And I looked at him, and I just said, too late to do anything if you're not, you know. I said, well, I was scared to death. I said, well, I, I guess I guess so. Uh, judge me. Because I knew what he was doing at that point. I've been standing in line a while, you know. And he said, uh, he said, I'll tell you what. When I first came up to him, he said, I tell you, he said, I've, out of all the thousands and thousands of people I've judged, 166 people have made it so far. And he said, when he asked me, are you ready? And I said, well, go ahead and judge me. He said, well, I'll tell you what I want you to do. I want you to go over here and help these people. What was he telling me? You're not ready. I was living for God. I was living for Him. But not like I'm living for Him now. I praise God He showed me that. Because He stopped and He said, I tell you what I want you to do. I want you to go over here and help these people. I've told you all the rest of the dream before, and you know, but uh, I praise God He showed me. Let me tell you something. These people that are pushing that stuff, they're not arming these people. It does no good for you to repent. It does no good for you to have the Holy Ghost. If you are not repentant, if you have not stopped what you're doing, your repentance means nothing. Listen, the Bible said, repent. Then you be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. To remit those sins, for the remission of those sins, to take those sins away. They're not going to be taken away if you continue to sin every day and you continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. You're wasting your time. That's why they must know when they come in because repentance and baptism is first. Those things are first. He didn't say, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, and be filled with the Holy Ghost and seek the Holy Ghost and, and get filled with the Holy Ghost. He didn't say that. He said, repent. That he commanded you to do. And he said, and be baptized. That's a commandment. Every one of you. That's what he set aside. He set that whole section aside. Those two things. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And then he said, as a... What comes along with that is you will be filled and you shall receive. He didn't say go in there and receive. He said you shall receive the gift. He didn't say go in there and, 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 and do this and do this and get your gift. It wasn't a forcible thing. A gift is not something that's, 
that you're forced to go and grab, and that's theft. That's looting. The gift of the Holy Ghost is God's seal on you. And the Holy Ghost is also a communicable device that He puts in you. It is a communication line. It is a private line that God puts in you between Him and you to where the Spirit can speak expressly to Him without your understanding so you don't mess it up. He can... This and the Holy Ghost maketh intercession for you. The Holy Ghost is talking to the Lord when you don't have a clue what He's saying. And you're sitting there thinking, Oh, He's just blessing me. And the Holy Ghost is saying, Don't kill Him, Lord. Don't kill Him. I can do something with this guy. You know, Lord, forgive Him for this and forgive Him for that. Lord, He's a nut. He's crazy. I know He was a nut when you gave Him to me, God. But Lord, please don't destroy Him. You know, Because the Holy Ghost knows the holiness of God. The Holy Ghost knows... He maketh intercession for us. And he, what's he doing? He's praying for what we need. God, give him strength. God, punish him. God, bring this man's mind where it needs to be. God, deliver him from this. God, do, And you'll be going, oh, God, give me, give me, give me. He's saying, God, whatever you do, don't give this man that. That's the last thing he needs. Don't dare give him that. Lord, give him the opposite of that. You know. And so the Holy Ghost, that's the things the Holy Ghost does. That's things that God gives you. It's a benefit to you, and it is a gift to you. It's a gift for your obedience to the things that He commanded you to do. Repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus. That brings you into covenant with Him. Oh, no. No, their whole thing is how many people can you baptize in Jesus' name and, and force to speak in tongues. You don't speak in tongues. Because they think that's your salvation. You're, you're, you're saved in. That's it. And they'll tell you that you can't be saved without speaking in tongues. They tell you you cannot be saved. Don't let anybody ever tell you you got the Holy Ghost if you ain't spoken in tongues. Well, you know what? Uh, I've never seen anybody that I knew had the Holy Ghost that didn't speak in tongues. But... Don't tell me that it can't happen because the Bible's filled with people that had the Holy Ghost that didn't speak in tongues. And there is no separate Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the Holy Spirit of God. And David had the Holy Ghost. I never heard anything in that Bible about him speaking in tongues. Moses had more Holy Ghost than any man I've ever heard of in the Bible. Amen. I, you know, I never heard of him speaking in tongues. Did you hear anything about Moses speaking in tongues? But he had so much Holy Ghost on him that God brought and took off the spirit of him. That was the Holy Ghost and gave it to 70 elders. And he still had enough Holy Ghost to do all the miracles he did after that. That's a lot of Holy Ghost, brother. So don't tell me you got to speak in tongues to have the Holy Ghost. Now, I've never seen anybody that I knew to have the Holy Ghost that didn't speak in tongues, but I do know this. My God is not a liar. And when He said you repent and you be baptized in my name and you get in covenant with me, you will receive the Holy Ghost. I don't care if you do it on your deathbed after you leave here. Before you stand before God, His Word will be fulfilled. You will have the Holy Ghost. Whether you speak in tongues or what you do, you will not make Make God a liar. I don't care how big and powerful your organization is and how you declare that this ain't going to happen, that ain't going to happen. The Word of God, let God be true and every man a liar. I don't care how you see it. You're not going to make my God into a liar. If you need to speak in tongues and you're seeking it, God will fill you. I felt the Holy Ghost the other day praying for Sister Chelsea. 
God would just light her up and have her dancing all over the countryside in the Holy Ghost. I said, God, fill her, Lord. She wants it so bad she can taste it. Just fill her up, God. Fill her up. You keep seeking it, sister. You're going to be dancing in the Holy Ghost before you know it. Man, your husband's going to come home, and you're going to run over him like your dogs over you coming in the front door, man. Pray God. Kiss him all over the face. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Holy Ghost be all over the house. Dogs jumping around. Don't know what in the world going on. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. It's a wonderful thing. But let me tell you something. Every last one of you, every last one of you is going to have the Holy Ghost. Don't worry about it. Seek it. Seek it. I've been praying for Sister Marybell, too. I hadn't seen her jump and hit the ceiling in a while. Amen. That's all right. Praise God. That's all part of revival, isn't it? Yeah. Amen. Where you can get free. Get free and get right. Amen. Praise God. When you do what the Bible tells you to do, God's going to do what He said He'll do. You, let me tell you what, you get your end, God's got His. God's going to do what He said He's going to do. So you can't tell me I'm doing this wrong. Show me in the Word where I'm doing it wrong. Show me. Show me where I'm doing it wrong. I'm not doing it wrong. No, sir. I'm focusing on things God said to do. He commanded that you are baptized. Remember, later in Acts, later in Acts, uh, 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 Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Remember? Yep. It's not a, not a suggestion, it's a command. And in controversy they shall stand in judgment, and they shall judge it according to my judgments. So in controversy they'll stand in judgment. What's he talking about? Let's go back and read what it said before. And they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the profane and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. We've decided. Everybody understand clearly what that means. Now let's take that and go further. What's it say? And in controversy, in controversy, they shall stand in judgment. What does that mean? Just quick. Who's the they? That's right. No, no, no. In controversy, they shall stand in judgment. And they shall judge it according to my judgments. You're the judge. If there's a controversy, if you're talking to these people and you're telling them what to, what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's evil, what's not acceptable, what's acceptable. And they, there's a controversy, and they say, well, I don't believe that, and this and that. I, you know, I don't really know if I believe all that. But then you will stand in judgment, and you will judge that situation according to God's judgments. You will get the Word and say, well, this is how it is, end of story. Listen, you will judge that controversy, and you will stick with that right there. Not your own theory. You will not go easy on them because you don't want to hurt their feelings. He said, you're going to stand in controversy. You're going to stand in judgment. You will judge that controversy, and you will judge it with my judgment. You will take my word and say, you know what? The Bible says, the Bible says, not, well, this is, well, I believe, and I, I can sympathize with you. No, no, none of that enters in. This is where you come and you say, no, 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 uh-uh. The Bible says, what does it mean when I say the Bible says? You're, you're standing on His judgment, not yours. 
takes you out of the scenario. The Bible says no. Well, I don't believe it. I don't care what you believe. The Bible said no. That's final. Settled. Then you have this. And, and listen, I don't, and you've heard me say this before. You've heard me say this very same thing. Listen, I don't know why God said no to this particular situation. I don't understand it either. But all I can tell you is this is what God said, and that's exactly what He's saying. Listen, you will, you will judge it according to my judgment. You will leave you out of it. You will put it, you will say, the Lord said, thus saith the Lord. That's exactly what I'm saying when I say the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says. Amen. So, and they shall keep my laws and my statutes in all mine assemblies. And they shall hallow my Sabbath. Who? Who? Say it like you mean it. That's right. We will. Or they'll have to go. Yeah. And they will as well. That's right. And if they don't, they've already, they're already out. And they shall keep my laws and my statutes and all mine assemblies, and they shall hallow my Sabbaths. And absolutely, absolutely speaking to them as well. Okay, now, everybody understand this? Does everybody, everybody understand this? You're recording this, right, brother? Where are we at? Okay, give me that next set of scriptures. Ezekiel 43, we're backing up one chapter. And he said unto me, Son of man, the place of my throne, the place of the soles of my feet, where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever, and my holy name shall the house of Israel no more defile. He said, the place where I put my name, the children of Israel, my church, my people, they're not going to defile my name here anymore. Ever. They're not going to defile my name here. Neither they nor their kings by their whoredom nor by the carcasses of their kings in their high places. In their sitting of their threshold setting of their threshold by my thresholds, and their posts by my posts. And the wall between me and them, they have even defiled my holy name by their abominations that they have committed. Wherefore, I have consumed them in mine anger. They were making themselves as high and mighty as God. They were making themselves like God. Yeah, just a bit. Let me tell you something. God... Has a temper. You don't want to push that. Now let them put away their whoredom. What does that mean? Oh, here's that preacher talking about them whores again. Where did I get that from? I got that from my king. He spoke a lot about whoredom. He called his people whores many, many times. God sees things just like they are. He sees things just like they are. We're the ones that have a skewed mind. 
God's, God's mind is crystal clear. And he sees it and calls it just as it is. That's right. He said, I don't care how you see it. You're a whore. You know, there's a lot of women that you say, well, get out of here, you whore. I'm not a whore. I'm not a... Did she just sleep with 15 people? Yeah, but that don't make me no whore. Yes, it does. That's exactly what makes you a whore. Hello? Hello? God just straight out with it. You're a whore too. Well, how in the world am I a whore, God? You've been laying with every, every devil come down the pike. You've been leaving me in the dust. I'm the one that delivered you from all that mess you got into 15,000 times and made all the promises. How are you going to follow me and live for me and give me your life and I'll let you lie sack of dog meat? You've been lying to yourself lying to me too. And you're out there whoring around. First devil comes around. You jump on the wagon and start kissing on them like you and married to them. Well, that's a whore in God's eyes. You got to dance with the one brung you in my book. There's my little filly right there. That's all I need. <laughs> now let them put away their whoredom and the carcasses of their kings far from me, and I will dwell in the midst of them forever. Many, many times the kings would come in, set themselves up to be God. They called the shots. They made the rules. They stepped in and put their opinions and things in, and they took bribes and all this kind of stuff, and they didn't stand on the Word of God. They made their own decrees, and God said, get rid of their carcasses. In other words, kill them. Get, them, get their carcasses away from me. Kill that mess. I mean, we should have done the first, what the first thing we should have done. Let me tell you what. When that Muslim garbage started coming over here to America, we should have stamped that out right then, buddy. Right then. And said, no, get that Koran right there. Get that out of here. Put that in the trash can. Take it with you when you go. But you ain't bringing that mess in here. Yeah, we didn't stop it. Now, guess what happens? See the judgment that goes on? See the judgment that's all through the Word of God? Guess where we're at, folks? Was anybody able to stop the judgment of God in those days? Do you think anybody's going to be able to stop this judgment right here? You know how long this judgment's been coming? Thousands of years has this judgment, this particular judgment's been coming for thousands of years since this book was written. Before it was written, it was already in progress. Before this book was written, this judgment was already in the works. He wrote it down, so much so that it was settled before it began to be written, and it's written, and now it's absolutely settled. Nobody's going to stop it, and nobody's going to change it. You're going to have to stand down and let God be God, and you're just going to have to... You're, listen, there was, I've often said this, the two most important peoples in the history of Christianity are those that began it and those that are bringing it home. Guess where we are? God chose the right ones for then, and he chose the right ones for now. Remember all the millions of people we've been talking about lost their lives. None of them fought and stood up and fought against it. They laid down their life for the Lord. He said, even unto death. And they did, and they took it joyfully. And you know what? Even when people thought that they ought to be screaming bloody murder and all that kind of stuff, you don't hear about none of them doing that. You know why? Because he said, hey, the Lord will give you what you're to say during that day. Don't even rehearse it because that ain't going to work. What I'm going to tell you is something like, go ahead. Help me bless my God, my King, when they're about to rip you limb from limb or, 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 or skin you alive. And you know what? Then let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost was on them people. 
There's no way they could have endured over and over and over what they did and still maintained their love for God and still maintained it all the way to death when they, cruci- when they, when they did that so many times to the same people sometimes and they still died with a smile on their face, burned alive and still and singing unto the Lord while they're in flames, man. That's the Holy Ghost. Just like, just like uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fire, son. They weren't being burned. They should have been screaming bloody murder. But instead, man, they were in there walking around with Jesus talking to him because God can take the pain away. God can make the pain not affect you. God can make you be what He wants you to be. Praise God. God created pain. And God can turn it off, too. And God can make fire not burn you, nor even leave the smell of smoke on you. Amen. That's right. Very precious. Amen. Hey, the Bible said that death is better than life. Death is better than life to a Christian, to a man of God. Now, thou son of man, show the house, show the house to the house of Israel. Show them the house. That they may be ashamed of their iniquities. And let them measure the pattern. Listen to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying right here. And if they be ashamed of all that they have done, show them the form of the house. He said, show them the house. Before he said, show them the house. Show the house to the house of Israel, that they may be ashamed of their iniquities. He said, show them what this has become. Show them what this has come to. Show them what a mess this is. Show them what they've done to defile my temple. Show them these things that they have done to defile this place. Show it to them that they may be ashamed of their iniquities. That's a reason why I jump up and down in here sometimes. Because if you've crossed God, you need to be ashamed of it. If you've crossed God, you need to know it so you can get it right. That's why we have the Word of God. To help us get it right. And none of us get it right. We don't know all this stuff. Man, this is learned stuff. I want to get it right. Because what if I stand before Him tonight? We don't have no promise of tomorrow, do you? He said, show them that they may be ashamed of them. And let them measure the pattern. Let them take stock of what they've done. Let them measure the pattern that's got them to this place. Let them see what brought them to this place. Show them how this got here, what you did to bring this all about. And look where we're at now. And he said, then, if they be ashamed of all that they have done, if seeing now, they're like, oh, my God, like David when he, when he was told about Bathsheba. And he said, oh, my God, I have sinned. See, if they're ashamed, show them the form of the house and the fashion there. Show them how it's supposed to be. Show them how I fashioned the house of God. And the goings out thereof, and the comings in thereof, and all the forms thereof, and all the ordinances thereof. Show them! Show them what I told you to do to start with! Get them back in the path! Show them how it's supposed to be done! Why are we here? It's for this very reason right now. This is what we are charged with doing. Everyone that you see and know, if you have an opportunity, you need to show them. 
where they have gone wrong, what they're doing wrong, and you need to show them the form of the house, what God intended for them to do, the Word. You need to show them Ezekiel 44, and you need to show them Ezekiel 43, and you need to go through that whole chapter with them and tell them, this is why we hold it so strong. This is why we do it so straight. This is why we stand so firmly, because God commands it. He hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. This has not changed. He ain't grown softer. He is still a consuming fire. Look in Hebrews. That's New Testament. He said, The fashion thereof and the goings out thereof and the comings in thereof and all the forms thereof and all the ordinances thereof and all the forms thereof. Amen. All the forms of the ordinances thereof. And he says, And all the laws thereof. All the laws of the forms. Praise God. And Write it in their sight that they may keep the whole form thereof and all the ordinances thereof and do them. Do them. Yeah, to keep them and do them. God said, go so far as to write it down right in front of them so they know how to read it, discern it, and give them a copy of it so that they can keep it with them and know it and they can write it from that page onto their hearts and they can do them. This is the law of the house. You see? Upon the top of the mountain, the whole limit thereof round about shall be most holy. Behold, this is the law of the house. Let me tell you something, church. That's why I say when you come into that gate, you need to enter that gate out there with thanksgiving. When you walk into that gate right there, that straight gate with them roses over the top of it, you need to walk through that gate with thanksgiving. Praise God. And when you come in the doors of this church, you need to enter into His courts with praise. Hallelujah. We ought to be excited. we got a place that's holy we can still come to and stomp and shout for Jesus. Hallelujah. And clap our hands and run the aisles and speak in tongues and praise Him and worship Him. Where we can worship Him in spirit and in truth. Praise the Lamb of God. This is a holy place. This is a holy place. Not just a holy building. This is a holy place. Ain't no nonsense goes on here. Behold, this is the law of the house. He said... Upon the top of the mountain, the whole limit thereof round about shall be most holy. All around this place is holy. This is the place of God. Well, we got through the first line. 